It's that time of the Friday as we welcome in former Husker and the owner of Paisan's Pizzeria, Matt Verzal. Hey, Verz, uh, first of all, happy Super Bowl weekend to you. We were just talking about uh, what the uh, what the volume is like for you guys on Sunday because uh, Shriner and I, we've got our favorites. We're both talking about the Haas, but uh, we want to know, is, is Sunday, I mean, I, I know you want to take in as much football as you can, but what is that day like for you guys? Oh, it's good. I mean, we got orders are all piling in already. So if anybody wants to put an order in, make sure you call preferably after two today. So we're not trying to battle through lunch and get the number in. But yeah, I mean, it's just a it's a good day. It's a good. It, we do a lot of. It's pretty harmless because we can get a lot of things pre-ordered, mm-hmm. and then we can bring in some younger kids and kind of throw them into the fire, but it's a controlled fire. <laughs> a controlled so burn. They just get ahead, you know, and then just learn how to top and keep pace. And, um, it's a little more stressful on my on my awesome little upfront worker gals. They have to do a lot of wings in a uh-huh. short amount of time. So yeah. they, are, they are a little, <laughs> they get a little frantic, but they do a great job and, we're usually, I think, this year we're going to close at 8. So okay. Get everybody out to be able to catch at least the majority of the second half and hang out. So, yeah. All right, Matt, we know you're you're the pizza man, and Nick and I are going to get into this a little bit later. What What's your go-to for Super Bowl food? What's top of the list for you? Um, in any yeah. genre? Any genre. What do you got? Oh man, um, that's a big dip day. It's a like big that. dip day. Yes, that buffalo. My sister makes a pretty good buffalo chicken dip. Bingo. Um, you know, I think if you throw in uh, a thickening agent to like that tortilla soup. Oh yeah, that okay. stuff. Yep. that's real good. Yep. I do mine with cheese um, to thicken it up. Yeah, yep, good stuff like that. I'm not. I mean, I don't ever go like to a to a footlight. I haven't been to one in ten years since we've opened, so I'm a little rusty. But yeah, I don't have any like one destination thing I have right. to get on. But it's kind of a munching day. Verz, uh, we've been we've been spending some time talking about. Uh, so we heard from Garrett McGuire yesterday, but I, I want to get your thoughts on Bob Wegger. Uh, who spent over 20 years as a head coach in a pretty successful football program and is now making that transition to Division One college football and seeing the, the tight end position, but also major recruiter. Look, you obviously know what it's like to coach at the high school level, and it's we see it a lot more often here recently in college football where you see a lot of these guys being promoted, these head coaches in, in different states being promoted to – a bigger opportunity at a division one job. And when you think of the challenges of something like that, but also something that we've kind of heard a lot from Matt rule from day one, and that is development too. I mean, does it, does it kind of make sense that especially, you know, and you can speak on this, you're developing offensive linemen every day, every season that when it does come to development, you know, that is a, a big a big attraction for maybe college football coaches when they do look at some, you know, long tenured successful high school coaches. Yeah, it, it's a thing like what rule what rule is doing now? 
not not all high school coaching setups are the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get a little further south. Clint Finley, a long, long time ago, great safety from yep. Quero, Texas, won ass kicking chicken. <laughs> um, but he had called me and said, "Do you want to coach?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I'm interested." And I hadn't done anything. And he said, "Well, we got a position open." I said, "Okay, great. I'm not a teacher. That doesn't matter. We'll get you a certificate. You'll make about eighty-five grand. You'll teach study hall, freshman weight." and freshman football concept, and then you'll coach. And I was like, you're going to pay me 85 Gs to coach a study hall, a weight room class, and a football concept class. He said, yeah. Wow. <laughs> he said, but in that, you know, then you'll have to learn responsibilities, you know, like where you got to go and find kids to come play for us and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that isn't the discussion until Damon has entered the realm that happened a lot in Nebraska. So, you know, the, the high schools down south are, are, are just small colleges. They're better than most mm-hmm. small colleges as far as facilities and pay and things like that goes. So to bring him in as your position coach, that's a that's a relationship guy, right? He's going to have good relationship in the state of Texas. I think Rue has great relationship in the state of Texas because you want to keep that door open because even if you aren't getting the top line, Texas recruit, an overlooked guy down there is going to be beneficial to you. And I'm not saying a full roster of them, but yeah. you can find some diamonds down there. As far as development goes, at the high school level, you know, you're going to have kids that are developed further than others, not just physically, but like as far as grasp of concept mm-hmm. and scheme and those kind of things. So it's more instead of teaching, hey, go hit that guy. It's really the deep dive into the, hey, here's the reason we run these plays. Here's why we do this. Here's why I harp on you on this footwork every time we touch the field. So you get those kind of things done. And that, that's, I think, is the easiest way to explain development. Because the physical stuff, if you trust your weight room yeah. and athleticism coach, it's not a big deal. But it's the, it is. Any kid that I've ever worked with that wants to go play in college, I tell them physically, if if the school has said, yes, we would like to have you, you've obviously passed that hurdle. Mm-hmm. But they mentally is the only thing they don't know about you. It's so much more of a mental game than it is a physical game in college. And, and so it's adapting the brain to make sure that you understand you're not just a robot, like, I'm going to go run a play. you got to know, hey, we're doing this because of this. And actually, it's when you get really, really smart people playing football, everything changes on the fly so much that you got to know, hey, my guy vacated to an area where I don't really want to turn back and go, so I'm going to trust the guy behind me to get him. I'm going to go on to the next one. So it's stuff like that is probably more of the, it's a more of a mental development than physical. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you caught of it yesterday, but Garrett McGuire, the super young Wide receivers coach for Nebraska spoke yesterday for the first time also. And I don't know really what I was expecting, but listening to it, he sounded even younger than I was maybe anticipating. So it got me thinking about just that room and the importance of guys like Billy Kemp and Washington and Fleeks and some of those veteran guys that are going to be in that room. Just what what is that going to be like for him? How much can he lean on those vets to kind of set the tone in that room being so young and inexperienced himself? 
that is, how much are they paying him? He's getting two eighty five, I believe. That is the two hundred eighty five thousand dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> that room, all due respect to the gentleman in that room, that room is notoriously the prima donna room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're you're going to be coached by someone near your age, and is it going to be that different? Different. Uh, from the kids' aspect, like the coach, I hope he knows. And he probably does. He seems like a smart kid from what I've read about him. But the more distance I keep from that, as far as being like a bro or being their yeah. coach, yeah. the better. Um, I, I just I, I don't know what to think of it. I, I, I'm that it just makes me nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, you got guys that are, are, are oh shit, almost cussed there. Oh, I just did cuss there. Um, you got guys that are near, you know, same age, mm-hmm. and how they handle that dynamic from a discipline standpoint, from a respect standpoint. You know, if, if he comes out, he, he's a kid that's played, you know, high college level. I don't know anything about his background, but you know, you were a dude and and and, and blew out both your ACLs to yeah. never play again, and then you're going to go coach. It's probably a different thing, right, wrong, or indifferent, okay? But to be 23 and, and maybe he's super gifted socially and he can adapt and, and all that stuff, but, man, that one, that's, that's a, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about that one. But I didn't make the hire, so I don't have to live with repercussion of it. Well, and yeah, Verz, because the other thing that I, I'm I'm really interested in is is Matt Rule. We know is going to have a little bit of hand in the offensive line, but I would think that if he kind of you know comes across as a very smart person, can anticipate stuff. Matt Rule, that is, that you know you wouldn't want to put somebody in that position unless you feel a he he can handle it, or b you will kind of be there to also oversee it. I mean, do, do you think that there is going to be a pretty strong presence from Matt Rule just in in helping that relationship be what it needs to be? Not necessarily what the players would like it to be, but what it needs to be to get the most out of that position group. Just as a straight-up assumption, yes. Or or the OC. Right, yes. But that that model... That model to me is tough because you're going to have enough stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may come in and, and, and done covert ops one weekend and, and taking in the awesome facility that is Lincoln and the beautiful, beautiful game day atmosphere, but you also just inherited two million psychopaths that wants you <laughs> to win yeah. yesterday. And they want you to get to a bowl because they've been freezing their cojones off for six years, and they would like to go somewhere warm, <laughs> and that they're going to sell more tickets than that bowl game could ever produce. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's great. You just don't want to be spreading yourself thin. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Foley helps a little more with the offensive line than Rule, and Rule kind of helps with the receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe him and I don't know how to say the offensive coordinator's last name is it Sotfeld or Sotterfield Satterfield. or whatever. Yeah. That one. But they they kind of co-op it. Yeah. But 
you know, like I said, it makes me nervous in that aspect. Like, I get it. You're taking a chance on a kid. Maybe you think it's keeping you young and hip and all that stuff. But, but you know, I, I would hope you had somebody, and this is bad to say, but, you know, if you had somebody older out there. Like, I get it you know, with the pro team, but the more you dig into the pro team, it's more who do you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't know. It's like anything, though, with what we're doing. We're all just guessing. Yeah. And only time will tell. And you know what? Maybe the kid goes out and those receivers play awesome. They got a great bond and, and, and it's cool. But it just it, it causes me a little just hesitation in it. But we got to wait. You know, I mean, I guess a, a more pressing question to me is, hey, are we playing a football game in the spring? Let's play a football game and then we can get a, a, a good assessment of what's happened thus far. All right, so the the staff, we've heard from everybody now. It's all complete. It's all put together. And the thing that struck me was this staff was assembled a little different than we've seen out of the last three head coaches for Nebraska. I mean, Bo Pelini, he brought in all his buddies from Youngstown. Mike Riley imported his staff basically from Oregon State. Scott Frost did the same thing with his staff from UCF. It was just a plug-and-play situation. Matt Rule's kind of gone around gone a bunch of different directions. Yeah, guys he had connections to, but they all kind of came from different places. Just as far as the assembly of the staff, do you find it refreshing at all that that it's a little different than we've seen around here in the past few coaching staffs? It, um, I think it just speaks to the personality of all the coaches. You know, Riley, probably on the back, back 18. I mean, he's, Stringing it out, Sonny. He's still in the USFL. Yeah, but it was it was guys he knew, you know, and guys that he probably felt, hey, they we've got a chance to prove what we do works at a higher level. So I got to, I'm going to take these guys with me. Um, Bo, you know, Youngstown people will roll with Youngstown people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just the way it is. You know, that's, that's how that goes. Um, Frost and his crew. I, I I think you look at it in this aspect. I don't know what his black book of coaches looked like. Yeah. I don't know what his network was. You know, you got an older guy. Hey, I'm going to bring these guys who have been with me a long time because they deserve a chance too. Though, this is who I am. I'm Youngstown. And you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And these dudes coming with me. We're going to do what we want. We're going to do it how we want it. And if you don't like it, then we'll take our termination papers. <laughs> and then get Scott with, you know, the lack of, of and that's just a guess by me. But the way the staffs were hired fits into the personalities of the people, yeah. right? Rule is a preacher's kid. He can talk. Talkers will find relationships. Relationships will be big networks. Networks will build, you know, out into to more and more people all the time. You know, my my forays in the restaurant and bar forever. It, it's I can get to somebody pretty much anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's it's refreshing because he knows what he's got to get, but he's got some people with him, 
that understand who he is and what he does, and then they've worked together before. Then he took, you know, he's got the young one, and then he's got, you know, a guy that's like, hey, you used to be a high school coach. The last high school I coached, the last high school coach that I hired is now the head coach of a college. So yeah. I obviously am good at assessing talent in the coaching world. I think you've got it. Why don't you come up here and see what you can do? I'm going to get you a room that's very talented, but has underproduced. So you're going to need to make this room produce. Because if that room produces, then we're going to do some stuff. Yeah. So it, I think the way staffs are hired speak to the personalities of the coaches. Matt Verzal, former high school owner of Pizons, and uh, yeah, what are you doing for lunch today? Well, that's not a bad bad option right there. So. Uh, so you guys yeah, are you're fully right. equipped, right? On Sunday, we're ready to go. We got we got a one sixty today for lunch. So it'll be lunch will be a little slow goer today. So it'll still be good though. Yeah, call in early if you want Super Bowl pizza, preferably after two o'clock today. That'd be awesome. Verz, appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. See you, boys. Matt Verzel. Yeah, we were talking about the Haas. If you haven't oh. been, if you haven't been to Pizons, first Gets of all, done. first of all, what's what's wrong with you? But. Um, it's phenomenal. That's what I was looking at the menu again to because I'm trying to remember what we had the last time and then what I wanted to try the next time. And I'm kind of hoping that next time is going to be today because I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. say that every well, show. Well, and that's a perfect segue as we wrap things up is not only who we are taking for Super Bowl Sunday, but more importantly, what's on the menu, boys? I, I mean, because he mentioned one that is a staple. With the buffalo chicken dip. That's a good go. But there's a lot of different ways to make it, too. So we we will get into that. Uh, we got one more segment, then we'll have the crossover with Connor and Josh. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley here on 1620 The Zone.